St. Matthews, we are totally committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God the Son and the Son of God. It is our desire that you become saved right where you sit by professing your belief in Jesus Christ and asking him into your life. The Bible says that Jesus our Savior died for all your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day with all power in his hands. To be saved, just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. I believe you are God the Father's only begotten Son. Lord, come into my life and save my soul. If you've done that, email, call, or write us so we can send you written materials on your newfound faith. We have a ministry for your entire family. This is a teaching ministry under the direction of Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr., the senior pastor of St. Matthew's Baptist Church for over 33 years. Dr. Gordon's stellar leadership encourages thousands to cultivate a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Dr. Gordon exegetes God's word for truth, transformation, and transparency. It's truly some great people in this church that really just want to, that really have like a heart for God and really just want to like just serve. The Holy Spirit has a way of, of sending uh, a word to answer some of the questions that you might have. I've seen the impact that it not only had on my family, St. Matthew's, but also that it has in our community. I tell people, because they're seeing the difference in me, and they're saying, what, what are you doing? I'm like, me and my husband, we going to church. What church do you go to? And I say, St. Matthew's in Williamstown. And like, I'm so proud to say that I go there because it changed my life. It's home. It's, it's home. sorrows I've had questions for tomorrow there have been times I didn't know right from wrong but in every situation God gave me blessed consolation that my trials only come to make me strong I have been lots of places, oh, I've seen many faces, yet there are times when I felt so all alone. Oh, but in my lonely hours, yes, those precious lonely hours, Jesus let me know that I was his own. Oh, through it all, I thank him that through it all, oh, 
I've learned to trust in Jesus, and I've learned to trust in God. Oh, through it all, I thank Him that through it all, that I've learned to depend upon His Word. I thank God for the mountains, and I thank Him for the valleys. Yeah, I thank God for each storm He's brought me through. For if I never had a problem, I'd never know that my God could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God could do. To trust in Jesus, and I've learned to trust in God. Oh, through it all, I thank Him that through it all, oh, I've learned to depend upon His Word. Mm, yes, I've learned to depend upon His Word. To depend upon his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning. Happy Lord's Day. This is the day that the Lord hath made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to give you three reasons why you ought to rejoice. Jesus. Jesus. And Jesus, he is the author, finisher, sustainer of our faith. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord would raise up a standard against him. We thank the Lord for this Lord's Day. We pray that you and your family are well. We've prayed for you. We've interceded for you. We're asking for healing for you and help and strength and fortitude, and we want you to be encouraged. Amen. God is in full control. God is never out of control. God is the ruler of the universe. All things needs his permission before they can take place. So we thank God for his purposes. We thank God for his placement. We thank God for his power. We thank God for his provisions. Truly, we thank God for his peace. God is the God of peace, and he's the peace of God. We praise God for you this morning, and um, we want you to continue to pray and be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. We want you to vote early, vote early, vote early, and pray for our nation. Our nation is in trouble. Amen. The world is in trouble. We need Jesus to step in. In the name of Jesus. So we are just uh, gratified this morning that God is the God of the universe. And we will look to the hills from whence cometh our help. Our help cometh from the Lord. I will, this is a worship commercial, bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify 
David said, the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. He heard my cry and delivered me from all my fears. Praise his name. This morning, for the next uh, four or five Sundays, we're going to be dealing with the subject, amen, of conflict. Conflict. We are in some conflict today. We are living in these last and evil days where men will be lovers of themselves more than lovers of God, having a form of God but denying the power thereof. We are uh, thanking God again from whom all blessings flow. Here at St. Matthew's, we're praying for every member, every acquaintance, every child, grandchild, great-grandchild. We're praying that the Lord would have his way. Amen. And, 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 and this morning, I want to begin this uh, series on conflict with uh, a return to ruin. A return to ruin. Now, I want you uh, to kind of follow with me. I'm going to give you some scriptures in Exodus chapter 16. Exodus chapter 16. And, and, and we know that Moses... Amen. Came about in, in Exodus three, and God was dealing with Moses and Midian, and uh, Moses uh, saw God in the burning bush, the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ. Amen. And God told him to take off his shoes, sanctify himself. Uh, amen. He's standing on holy ground, and then God uh, gave him a rod and told him to go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. And Moses was his intermediary. Moses was God's mouthpiece. And he told him to take Aaron with him, his brother. And by the time you get to chapter 12 of Exodus, we know about the Passover. God was now prepared to move them out of Egypt. Amen. They had to leave in haste. We've been here before. Eat bitter herbs and get out of Egypt. Amen. And then in, in, in chapter 13 and 14, we see... Uh, the scene of the Red Sea, how Pharaoh decided to chase them because his heart was hardened. 600 chariots of Egypt followed Israel, and God overthrew all of them. He opened up the Red Sea, amen, zipped it back on both sides, let them cross on dry land, and, and uh, they came on the other side of the Red Sea. And, 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 and so we see all of this uh, matriculation from an invisible God who had major visible proof that he was the God of the universe. And we see the song of uh, Miriam as she praised God in chapter 15. And then in chapter 16 is, is our text. And the Bible says, and they, and they took their journey, listen to this, from Elam and all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of sin. Now, the word wilderness in the Hebrew is a place of instruction. God moves us in place to instruct us. God moves us in some precarious situations to instruct us. God allows us to go through things we have no idea what's going on to instruct us. 
And I want you to understand that in this wilderness of sin between Elam and Sinai, amen, they were going to be tested by God. He had freed them physically from Egypt, but now he's doing work on the inside to free them, listen to me, to free them by depending on him. And Israel didn't want that. They just wanted to be freed. And and so often we want God to do things our way and not his way. And the Bible says here in Exodus 16, uh, in, at, at our introductory uh, scripture, that as they were going through the wilderness, the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured. They murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. To murmur against Moses is to murmur against God. Let me stop pausing part. Yeah. To murmur against your circumstances is to murmur against God. To murmur against and of your problems is to murmur against God. And the children of Israel said unto them, Moses and Aaron, would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by, this is verse 3, amen, the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full, for ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Now, 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 I want to set this scenario for you. First Corinthians chapter 10, don't turn, says uh, they all were baptized unto Moses under the cloud. They all ate a drink of that rock. That rock was Christ. They all ate the bread of God, manna, angels' food. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, and God overturned and killed 23,000 in the wilderness. Amen. Because they lusted after things offered to idols. That, that is, when we put all the scriptures together, conflict and constant crisis without confidence. Notice what I said. Without confidence can trigger a chain reaction within us, listen, where our faith is consumed and our, f- and our fears emerge. Conflict, constant crisis without confidence in God. This is what happens when we don't believe God. And, 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 and when we begin to look at this scenario, this fear, amen, that they had... They wanted satisfaction, they wanted solution, but they went around it the wrong way. This this fear, 
amen, was a disappointment and a defeat because it caused doubt, displacement, discouragement, amen, within them. And, and, and so they wanted to change the area code. They wished for things that they did not have. They wanted to go back to Egypt. In fact, they wanted to kill Moses. That, that when we begin to look at the events of this great congregation that had seen God's works at the Red Sea, they were fractured, they were fearful, they were futile in their mindsets. And so when we begin to look at this exodus, there are some lessons here that we can learn from Israel. Some real hardcore lessons that we can take in that God, beginning at chapter 16 of Exodus, starts setting up tests for them to depend on him, to be directed by him. And he, he created diets. He created, amen, defense mechanisms because he wanted Israel to trust him. And sometimes in your life, when we don't understand what's going on, God is testing us. God, God has us in a classroom to learn lessons of who he is, how powerful he is, how wise he is. Can I get a witness? And, and so it's here in this context that when we start looking at this conflict that they had, God brought them out between Elam and Sinai because the law comes in chapter 19 and 20, amen, and the, the construction of the tabernacle, chapter 25 on, that God is moving them towards Canaan. I, I have some questions to ask. How do you turn an 11-day trip into 40 years? And they could never enter the promised land. Their children went in, but they didn't. Only Caleb and Joshua, Oshia. Listen. God was setting up tests. How did they see the invisible God visibly powerful in opening up the Red Sea and choose to doubt him a few days later? And it's, it's here, it's here, child of God, that we start to see things unfolding, amen, that unfolds in our lives as well. God is never going to give you all the insights and delineate and define all the purposes that he allows in your life. It's only a test. God's got to create in us a dependence upon him. Not upon our education, not upon our associations, not upon our job, not upon our intelligence, but upon him. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. 
Lord have mercy. That, that is, God knows what he's doing. Amen. God is all powerful, all knowing, all wise. And, and so here, and, and I, and I want to flesh this out. Because of their murmuring, because of their unbelief, because of their anger, because of their pouting, there was three things that automatically came to the surface. First, they compared, listen to me, they compared their present with their past. Ah. Now, let me stop pausing part because in my saved life, there were times when I was in conflict, amen, and I began to go back and wonder had I made a mistake, like I had something to do with it. There were times I wanted to go back to the past, to the days of my bondage and my misery, to the days of my being hell bound, thinking because of the conflict that I had it better than. Better relationships. Yeah. Better times. Yeah. Better, better, better partying. I, the tendency is once confidence in God leaves, we start a comparison with the past. What am I doing here? Why am I in this marriage? Why am I in this ministry? Why am I going through these mind games? <sighs> you bought us out to hurt us. You bought us out to hinder us. My life is not better than it was yesterday. I had fun. I was happy. Lord have mercy. See, all of this is against God. Not only did they compare their present with their past, but secondly, they criticize Moses and they criticize God. They murmured in unbelief against God. We don't really know if you know what you're doing. We don't like the direction. We definitely don't like the diet. We don't like your defense mechanisms. We, we don't like your deliverer Moses. We just don't like it. Watch people that's always complaining and pouting and criticizing. They're not people of faith. They're people of futility. And then the third thing they did was to composite a picture of what they thought was comfort and gladness. I want to challenge your hearts to these three things this morning and get out your way. And I'm going to stop, pause, and park and give some dialogue as to my personal life with these things. I and you, like Israel, no, notice God led them into the wilderness, place of instruction, testing place to develop dependence upon him. I'm a driven person and at times I got to be careful to wait and depend on God and not keep initiating what I think is the right thing to do. He maketh me to lie down 
in green pastures. It takes more faith to wait than it does to go. Uh, they, they just didn't like the way God was dealing with them. And so first we see this comparison with the past. They mixed up bondage and blessings. So as I go back in my past to all the days that I had a ball, I was laughing, I was grinning, I was worldly, I was unsafe, I was hellbound, I was in spiritual bondage. But now in my conflict today, I don't look at it as bondage. I look at it as having the best time of my life when God says, uh-uh, you're in a place of blessings right now. You're being tried. You're being tested. Lord have mercy. Uh, 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 their, their, their direction they didn't like. Their diet they didn't like. And by the way, uh, as a Bible student, let me throw this out parenthetically, that everything God told them to do was principle-based and had a meaning behind it. So when they got hungry, God told Moses, I'm going to rain down angels' food, manna. The word manna means, what is this? Little corando pancakes, sweet. But the mandate, listen to this, was I'm not just giving you food out of heaven to eat till you're full. God says you will take a omer for you and your family once a day. And on a sixth day, Friday, Lord have mercy, you would take a double portion because nobody's going out to get manna on the Sabbath day. So God gave them restrictions even with angels' food. They didn't like that. And we don't like too much principle when we're going through problematic situations. We want to be free. We want to do our own thing at God's expense. We don't want to get into the learning center. We don't want to get into the classroom and see what God is trying to do in our lives. When something takes place in your life, you ought to ask three questions. Lord, what are you trying to say to me? Lord, what do you want me to do? And Lord, 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 who are you? You got to answer those three questions. That is, I don't want you to see this. They didn't like their diet. And when they got tired of eating manna, God gave them quail. He let them fly low in the camp. Chapter 16, you can read it when you get home. Or you read this morning. They killed the quail, they ate the meat. Some of them died with the meat between their teeth because they were murmuring against God. He gave them quail. He gave them this coranda seed called manna. They were struggling with God's diet. We're going to get to there in a moment. Back in Numbers 11, here's what they said in comparing the present to the past. We remember the leeks, the onions, and the melons of Egypt. Mm. Now, the leeks, the melons, and the onions were delicacies of Egypt. I can remember delicacies of the world. 
I, I can remember when I, I used to club and I used to get high and I used to run the streets and I used to do everything under the sun. And at the time I did it, I felt good about it. But it was bondage. I was on my way to hell with smoke still in my garments. God said, no, no, no. I bought you out. I bought you from. I bought you to. Ah. That, that is, they struggle with his diet. They struggle with uh, God's direction. They struggle with God's determinations. They struggle. Mm. You can't live by feelings. You got to live by faith. You got to take God at his word. You got to believe that God knows better than you. He's all wise. He's too wise to make a mistake. I wonder if I married the wrong one. Well, God bless you. I, I wonder if, if I should go get two or three other jobs. God bless you. I wonder if I should. And many times we're jumping ahead of God when God's trying to teach us some elementary things of dependence. Problems come you pray. Amen. And and And, and so... They, they compared, hallelujah, their past with their present. I'm not happy anymore. I'm not happy doing this. I'm not happy in this situation. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I remember when I was happy. It's a trick of Satan. Because Satan is not telling you everything you were everything you were involved in and where you were going. Lord, have mercy. That, that is, they compared, we remember the leeks, the onions, and the melons of Egypt. Mm, my God. We were not in conflict in the world because we only had one nature. A sin nature, the sin. We didn't have a new nature. We, there, there was no conviction of partying, going in clubs, and acting a fool. There was no conviction of how we lived, what we did, when we did it. There was no conviction. We just kept on doing it. They not only compared the present with the past. Amen. And that's not to say everything in your present is perfect yet, but God is teaching us in the present tense how to praise him even for our problems. He's working out his will. And right now, the way the world is, the world is a place of division. The world is a place that's demonically controlled. Let me tell you something. There is a spirit over every nation that call principalities and powers, dominions and thrones. There, there are influencing evil spirits in the White House, in the Senate, in the Congress. Amen. In your house, in my house, there are demonic forces that are designed to change the way we think. You can look at them if you want to. You're going to be all confused. You got to keep your eyes on the Lord who made heaven and earth. 
Jesus told John, I have, chapter 1 of Revelation, verse 18, I have the keys to Hades, death, hell, and the grave. All powers in my hands. Do I have a witness? Look at the second thing. I want want to bring this to your attention. Amen. That they, again, uh, we see a detour. Hallelujah. Because of what? They criticize God's diet. They criticize God's dependence. They criticize God's direction. They criticize God. God told Job, gird up the loins of your mind. Where were you when I threw the Milky Way out? Where were you when I created the universe? Where were you when I let all the rivers flow into the ocean? The ocean can only go so far. How? Where were you? God is an all-wise God, and there's nothing taking him by surprise. Here in Exodus 14, not only the man and the food, the water, the water was bitter. God told Moses, take a tree, throw it in the water, and the water became sweet. That tree refers to Calvary. Whatever bitterness is in our lives, Calvary can make it sweet. Calvary, Calvary, the cross of Jesus Christ. And then they needed water and reffing them, God told Moses to speak to the rock, tap the rock, and water would come out the rock. And when you get to Psalm 79, when you get in the book of Psalms, it tells you not just trickles of water, rivers flowed. That their direction was, listen to this, they didn't like their direction. Keep your eyes on the cloud and on the pillow of fire. Cloud by day, there's a cloud that's going to lead you. And when that cloud stops, you stop. See the principles of God? When the cloud goes, you go. The pillar of fire is for nighttime to protect you. Lord, have mercy. And, and child of God, that, uh, that rock was Jesus, who was in the front, moved to the back between them and Pharaoh. And you got to understand that, amen, they criticize God, they criticize Moses every time you and I pat our lips out we are telling God to get lost every time we struggle with our circumstances we know better than God that, that, that not only the water out of a rock and Amalek came up and God had uh, defeated Amalek by sending, Moses sent Joshua down to fight, and her and, amen, her and Aaron held up Moses' arms. Now listen to this, many of us don't notice, and as long as Moses' arms was risen, was raised, amen, Joshua had the victory. The minute Moses' arms got tired and went down, Joshua started losing. So what her and Aaron did, most people don't read the Bible, they put a rock under his arm. That rock is Jesus. That stone is Jesus. Hallelujah. And they got victory over the Amalekites. My God today. That uh, 
what, what are we really criticizing God for in our lives? Well, we're criticizing God, amen, for not allowing us to be comfortable. We're criticizing God because he wants us to have a certain diet, sanctified diet. He wants us to be uh, directed. He wants us to be delivered. Can I get a witness? He wants us to totally depend on him. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I don't know, Lord God, what what is it you want me to do? But I'm just going to be still. God told Moses in chapter 14 of Exodus, tell the people that I will fight their battles and they are to remain still. Lord, have mercy. Conflict. In conflict, we want to change our air code. We want to go back. I don't know how many times I thought about going back. (laughs) I I didn't say I packed up. I didn't say I called a U-Haul. But uh, the thought was there to return to those good old days of yesteryear. To return to my fleshly days. To return to my futility. To return to my fractures. And the Spirit of God said, no, 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 son, you don't want to go back. You don't want to go back. You want to go forward. You want to learn at my hand what dependence 101 is all about. I will trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding. I will bless the Lord when? Good times? No. At all times, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear them and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, said David, and let us exalt his name together. Look at the testimony of Job. In all of these things, Job did not accuse the Lord. Job did not murmur against the Lord. Job held his peace. Job said within his heart, having lost 10 kids, having lost all of his earthly possessions, having lost his health and strength, he said, the Lord giveth and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all thy ways he did never Condemn God. What a man. What a man. That we want to change area codes. We want to compare the past with the present. And we need to stop watching all this mess on TV. Because what we do, we, we see things on TV and then Satan uses them as a comparison of where we are. So you see somebody on TV that look like they're in love. They're, they're, they're just having a great time. And then they realize they're one step out of hell. They're miserable. You only get to see them for 30 minutes. Do I have a witness? What you ought to be comparing your life with is the will of God. Lord, whatever my lot is, thou hast taught me to say it is well. With my soul. 
Hmm. My final point is they not only compare their past with their present, they not only criticize their conditions and circumstances, but finally, they created a composite picture of what they thought would make them happy. A return to ruin. When I first got saved, I had no idea that going back, what going back was until I grew in the word of God. Jesus said, any man putting his hand to the plow and looking back is not worthy of me. Elijah went back to a cave. Lord have mercy. Peter went back fishing. Do I have a witness? That, that child of God, child of God, child of God, uh, uh, this third facet, amen, they didn't want a divine leading. They didn't want a divine labor. They didn't want a divine deliverance of liberation. What they wanted to do was feel good about their lives. Mm. Don't miss the delicacies of Egypt. Right now in my spiritual life, I don't miss the world. I don't miss going back. I know too much about the word to know where the Lord and how the Lord snatched me out of hell with smoke still in my garments. And if you jump out your marriage this morning, don't think you're going into a new marriage that has no problems. You might be jumping from the frying pan into the fire. Can I get a witness? Oh, you can get quiet all you want. Pastor's preaching. Can I get a witness? Weeping may endure for a night, Psalm 30, but joy will come in the morning. The Lord is my refuge and my strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. Though the earth be removed, though the mountain be cast into the midst of the sea, though the waters roar thereof, there is a stream that shall make glad the city of God, Psalm 46. Be still. Be still. Let go and let God. Let go and let God. God's got this thing. God's got you. God's got your life. God's got your family. God's got your children. God's got this thing. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And all that dwells therein. Mm. This composite picture of what would make me happy. Uh-huh. A mate that always agrees with me. That might make me happy. I'm preaching now. A body without illness. <laughs> A mind without distress. Uh, uh, children with no problems. Lord, have mercy. Carefree life. Where everything is in order. Do I have a witness? That is that God is letting Israel know 
three things that they decided to do because they were in a crisis within. See, you can smile outwardly and be smothered mentally, emotionally. I will trust in the Lord. I will wait on the Lord. I will keep praying to the Lord. Uh, do I have a witness? You, you can't just teach and preach this. You got to live it. You can't open the Bible for 30 minutes and give a message and then when the message is over, you go back, yeah, to your doubting and disappointment and distress and dysfunction. You got to take God at his word. His diets, his delays, yeah, his dependencies that God sets up in our lives. And child of God, Israel made a bad mistake because they did not give God the praise and the credit for bringing them out of Egypt. Do I have a witness? They got to the brink, Numbers 14, and refused to go into the promised land. Yeah. And God let them march around in a circle, and God will let you march around in a circle when you're not dependent on him. Do I have a witness? Lean not to thine own. I'm coming in understanding but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths the most powerful prayer you can pray this morning is not my will but may thine will be done Jesus said in the garden Gethsemane I don't want to drink this bitter cup nevertheless not my will but may thine will be done. Sometimes God's will will lead you into problematic situations. Perseverance and patience you will need to hold on and hold out. Do I have a witness? Uh, uh, that is, you may want to change your area code this morning. I've had people that wanted to leave St. Matthews and go elsewhere because they thought they were missing something. Only thing they missed was the services that they didn't hear, and they end up coming back, a lot of them. Other ones too proud to come back because they got out there and they figured something out. It really wasn't Pastor Gordon. It was me, Lord have mercy, that didn't see what the Lord wanted me to see, didn't do what the Lord wanted me to do, didn't wait how the Lord wanted me to wait. Ah. Here it is, as we close, we compare the past with the present. We criticize our circumstances and God. We blame God for our blunders. And then third, we create a composite picture that we think will bring happiness. This is what Israel did. 
And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, they were capsized. They were overthrown in the wilderness. Kadesh Barnea was a place of defeat and disillusion. This morning, as conflict and crisis are in your life, don't change the area code. I dare you to just let go and let God be still and yet believing that God is going to work it out. He's going to work you out. He's going to get you to depend on him. He's going to get you to wait on him in delay. He's going to get you to worship him in spite of your wounds. Keep your eyes on the Lord and then on yourself. And watch the Lord work it out. Because he's got all power in his hands. And on, yeah, after four days being dragged from judgment hall to judgment hall, Jesus didn't utter a word. Do I have a witness? They led him away to Golgotha, Calvary, with a cross on his back. Do I have a witness? They nailed his hands and his feet to that cross. Yeah. They stretched him out. They lifted him up. They mocked him. They laughed at him. They spit on him. It looked pretty grim and gloomy for Jesus. And at three o'clock on a good Friday, he dropped his head in the locks of his shoulders and said, it is finished. They put him in a barb too. And everybody thought it was over, but it was just beginning because early on Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. He had power to die and power to get up and power to control and power to rule and power to influence our lives. So as uh, your crisis and your conflict, agon, agony, come in. Mm. Don't compare the past with the present. Don't criticize the Lord of glory nor his leaders and don't composite a picture that you think will make you happy. Just be still and look up. Your redemption is drawing and you will experience the peace of God that passes all understanding who will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We love you. Continue to support this ministry by paying your tithes online or P.O. Box 817 Williamstown, New Jersey 08094. Pray for your pastor. Pray for a church. The Lord is in total control. We glorify his name. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.
did you know you can give using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewssbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthew Secure Contribution and Payment form. Standing here, not knowing how we'll get through this test, but holding on to faith you know best. Nothing can catch you by surprise. You got this figured out. Watching us now, and when it looks as if we can't win, you wrap us in your arms and step in. Everything we need, you supply. You got this in control. the wall and it looked as if it was over you made a way and we're standing here only because you Standing 